1: Welcome to the family with... Ruff W. Basham, MD, Hackmaster. Andy
2: Brant-Bernard.
3: Kristen Burt.
4: And Tim
2: Lammers. And no Nana, because she's stabbing me in the back. That's why. She's doing it to me. She's stiffing you. She's stiffing me. That's exactly right. So what's the latest? Anything happened in the last hour or two? uh, Who's going on strike? Who's not? I still am very, very upset by the fact that they're... Closing down the government, it looks like, anyway. They're going to shut her down. Oh, they're, they're going to do a government shutdown? Sure looks like it. Ah. And the great news about that is is that uh, cops, firefighters, all these people don't get paid, but the very people who voted to shut down the government still get paid. Of course they do. Oh, that man. is disgusting. You can't let people make a decision where they lose nothing. That's a bad idea. Yep. Nana's here. I have a
3: National Park Pass that I need to use.
2: Use up. (laughs) i got to use it up.
3: Well, I have a one-week pass because I'm going to Joshua Tree, and guess what? It's during the time of the shutdown if it happens.
2: Oh, God, yeah, that'll be wonderful. Uh, Joe Palooka's here, so that's good with her black eye. Did you know about that at all, Timmy? No. Catherine has a black eye. She's playing pickleball, got hit right in the eye.
0: The
1: Ooh, you don't wear goggles? kind of
2: like Marsha got hit with a football in the
4: brain. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody no. wears goggles. I don't want to be the geek.
4: Oh, you
1: don't want to be the person. You don't want to be the person that doesn't go blind with a hyphema or anything like. That. <laughs> Did you, oh yeah, you, that, game, that game is the worst game in the world.
0: It is not.
1: It's the worst game in the world. Oh, People yeah. get. Yeah, oh yeah. Who, uh, who was I talking to? Just they they, uh, they strained both of their Achilles uh, tendons so bad they had to stop.
0: Well, you know a lot of people play above their pay level mm-hmm. um they're weekend warriors they're not in condition I literally it was my my fault for getting hit in the eye because I wasn't paying attention
1: uh, you still got hit in the eye
0: I know but you, you know what oh, I, I nice could. Oh, I don't know. I could sit home and die in a rocking chair. I'd rather go out and do stuff. So. Well, sit <laughs> wow. so and
2: die in a rocking chair. That's really nice. Well, before we get to Chris, I, I'm
4: curious, too, about the strike, because it seems like one step forward, two steps back, or one step, with um, the writers agreeing to oh, something geez. tentatively, and then the sag after authorizing the video game folks to go on strike.
2: I know. Do you believe that?
3: I know I, I believe it. I voted for it. I'm not gonna lie because I'm like, when else are you going to strike? This is the time. You've got the everyone's attention. If not now, when? Yeah, so I was part of that ninety eight percent that voted for the uh, video game strike.
2: way to go, you troublemaker. Tom,
3: did you vote?
2: I didn't even know I, I got a chance. They didn't ever send me a ballot.
3: They You do it electronically. They send you a postcard.
2: Oh, well, they didn't do that. Mail. Oh, because I, che- I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't get one.
0: Have you updated your address lately?
2: I don't know if I have. In the last, last four
3: years. years.
0: To Florida. <laughs> so
2: yeah, maybe it's, sure. enough, it's, it's down in Florida. I'm sure
4: that this, um, <clears throat> you discussed it on the morning show already, but how much of a difference does the writer's settlement uh, impact a potential actor's settlement?
3: It's going to make a huge difference i think um from everything we're hearing we have not heard the exact details on what the writers settled for um but they're calling it exceptional they're using really big superlatives and that's rare oftentimes they're like we conceded and but it looks like there is some movement with ai and that um there's a small window which is going to be a tricky one that does allow the studios to sort of experiment with ai Um, But I think the big win comes in the form of streaming residuals. They are going to be more transparent with some of the numbers, more successful shows. will see a higher payout for creators. And that's what we're hoping for when it comes to the actors Hmm. contract as well.
2: So what do you think, Timmy?
4: Well, it's just crazy. I mean, again, I, I think that it was a good move to go with the video game authorization just to say, Hey, we're not letting you off the hook here.
3: No, and and I'm going to say something, and some people are going to completely disagree with me, and that's okay, but the Drew Barrymore controversy of her trying to move forward with her show in the fall, right um, that was, I think, I think the WGA realized that they had some momentum with this, with the uproar, and they capitalized it, and then they started retargeting the view and targeting Dancing with the Stars here on the West Coast, and I think it really got the studio executives in a bit of a sweat And that's when all of a sudden you suddenly saw Bob Iger showing up at the negotiations with three of the other CEOs. And by the way, um, the AMPTP is in a mall. So it's in a mall mall with like a cheesecake factory and a PF Chang. And a Buffalo Wild Wings. So we were laughing because I'm like, what do they do on their dinner breaks? They go and have some wings and fries like Bob Iger, you know.
2: I suppose.
3: Go shopping at DSW for a pair of shoes. I don't know. Um, It's an outdoor mall, and it's one that's not heavily populated anymore post-pandemic. So it's just very strange, like, how the whole thing went down. But I, I think the... The studio execs finally realize, oh, this is not really going to go in our favor, especially now that the momentum with Drew Barrymore and the other daytime shock talk shows is getting away from them.
0: Well, I think the public had a, was on the side of the striking people, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Drew Barrymore took one for the team. Let's just say that. I mean, she took a lot of heat. She didn't make a, the right decision initially, and then she did. Um, but I think she deserves a bit of credit for, for ending the writer's strike.
4: It's interesting. Is it can be a long term impact on her.
3: I don't think so. I, you know, what she's a very likable personality, and I think that you know, she'll come back. She, they're expected that she'll come back mid October, somewhere around there, once the contract is ratified for the writers. She'll do a big like speech, like, I'm sorry, I heard you, I listened, and people will probably move on and forget with her. I
4: hope
1: so. Yeah, but you've lost your solidarity. I mean, they're just, they're just chipping away.
3: There will be some union members who will never forgive her. And there might be some actors yeah. who might not go on her show. It's possible.
0: Can't win them all.
2: <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah, well, I got a question for you. How much has, has digital, how, many, how much money has it cost the American worker? I mean, there's so many jobs now that, that are totally different because of artificial intelligence because of the Internet and all the rest of it. I mean, there's got to be a lot of money lost by your average worker, I bet.
3: Yeah. I think this is just the beginning. It is just AI the beginning. You're right. With AI, we are just at the very infancy stages of this.
2: Yeah.
1: And we'll be, be at a point where we have to pay to work to have that gratification of working, where there be <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> few jobs that you know, it, it, that's a reality. I mean, it there may be nothing for us to do. You know, the AI robotics can take over a lot of stuff, and that's certainly the fear of, you know, the, the, the. Uh, what is it called? What's it when you? Every every the computers know more than we do. That's the singularity. Singularity.
5: Yep. yep. Yeah.
0: Well, that will be just fabulous when people lose their purpose in, <laughs> in life. Yeah. And have nothing to do. It's it goes happened. so well with people. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why
2: we're legalizing drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Sit around and be high all day. Whee!
2: So, what do you think of that, Andy? Do you think of how far away is it? um
5: the singularity it's impossible to say that's the thing about it it's unknowable
0: well you're going to see a lot of like writing jobs i think are going to go away
5: Uh, definitely
1: yeah
0: marketing i think is going to be a problem in the in near future for a (laughs) lot of things um
1: executives (coughs) the, the film the studio executives A.I. replaces them in a second because they can scan things faster and know more things quicker and Mm -hmm. be better actuaries than any person. And there's your problem.
0: Well, computers are never going to be able to manage people very well if there are any people to manage. They're not going to
1: manage people. They're going to manage other computers. Other computers and they're just going to, you know, that that acting, that that scene wasn't good enough. Try a different (laughs) approach. Yep.
4: What's well, so the thing about computers is they can. in, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Tom. They
5: can run through a scene ten thousand times in a minute, and then pick out the one that's uh, mathematically the you know best response. There you go. I
4: was going to say, I mean, so basically, you're giving a speech to a high school class. <laughs> go into computers, emphasis on artificial intelligence. That's about your only uh, option for a job in the future, then, isn't it? Yeah. or, or how does. At this
1: at this point, how when you're when you're a college student or you're a high school student, you say, "Oh, well, write a paper about such and such." AI writes it. Mm-hmm. You look over it, edit it a little bit. Who's to say? I mean, they're going to run scans on every single paper to try to see it was
5: generated by AI. Well, to be honest, I've always thought papers were kind of dumb anyway. They don't really do very much in terms of like. All they really do is show that you can write a bunch of keywords down in paragraph format. Because that's what I started. I was doing terribly in this one class. I was writing papers. And eventually, I came to a realization that the teacher wasn't looking for information. She was looking for the syllabus bullet points. So I just crapped them onto a piece of paper, handed it in, got an A. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: And that's how it's been oh, for ages. I, I think
0: that's how education is right now.
5: It is. Yeah. So it's like right. you know if papers I don't
3: worry to to school. I, I
5: Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. My school wasn't
3: like that. I mean,
0: it just depends. Things have changed.
5: Yeah, but things are going to have to keep changing and there's there's better ways to demonstrate knowledge, I think. Practical application being a big one. And AI grades papers better. That is also true. It's like, well, yeah, if the teacher just wants to see, you know, yeah. you know these Ten words or phrases or whatever you just
2: you know yeah. control Scamers. F there you go
3: yeah.
2: if they're there we they're had a there we
3: run as humans you guys
2: <laughs> it's almost over but well I, I tell you 20 years ago might have been even a little longer than 20 years ago I cut a commercial down at the old creation audio and they called me and said oh you know what we we added a line is there any?" I said I'm sorry but I'm booked up for the rest of the day I said oh my god we need this for uh, the end of the day, I said, I, I, I'm sorry, I cannot do it. Uh, you know, Maybe I could record it at this other studio and they could send it to you. I said, no, uh, we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll take care of it. But a week later, I'm driving down the road and I hear that commercial. And there's a line in the commercial that I said that I never said. That was a little frightening, I yeah. will tell you that. And you could not tell it wasn't me that was saying that line.
0: And that's just from old-fashioned editing.
2: That was from, like, a Moog synthesizer yeah. synthesizing <laughs> my voice. Yeah. That's what it was, absolutely.
0: Well, you're still going to need doctors.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, not necessarily. Not <laughs>
5: diagnosticians. <laughs> not necessarily. No. AI <laughs> would be perfect for the di- role of a diagnostician. Yep, yeah. AI just runs, runs everything. Now, it, it could be wrong
1: on occasion, But it's just going to give you the highest percentage of uh, accuracy. definitely. It's
5: like there's a 96% chance you got this. Surgery, robotics. Robotic surgery. Our friend Dana
0: Herms was just trained on robotic surgery. It's still controlled
5: by a human, though.
0: But
1: but (laughs) the AI could control it better. I mean, the sensor, they would sense things, see things quicker,
5: faster. Uh, That'll be a long way off, I think, that sort of thing. uh, I don't know. First, it's going to be something like GPs or like a... I mean, what, what percentage telehealth. of doctors' visits end up being, you got, you know, the flu or a cold or a stomach Ear bug. Infection. It's like, it's got to be 80% of them. You, we don't need to waste doctors' time with that sort of thing because AI you can diagnose those.
3: Telehealth, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: And telehealth, that's the, that's the perfect application for AI in medicine. It's like, you know, you tell this AI, I have these symptoms, and it's like, oh, well, you've got this. Here's the prescription. I mean, a doctor would probably... Want to review it because you don't want computers able to give prescriptions for obvious reasons, but it would save tons of time, tons of money.
0: I just worry about all the hacking that can go on oh, sure. and all the stuff that could happen. I mean, AI is going to be prone to it, I would guess. Oh, maybe not. Hmm?
5: It'll a- AI itself out of it. <laughs> AI is not really <laughs> hackable in that sort of way. Really? It's not like a computer program. It's if you took the foremost you know AI researchers in the entire world, they're making all these AIs, sat them down in front of the source code of their own AI and told them to change anything at all, they'd be like, "I can't." because it's just not really how AI is made anymore. Oh. You're not coding all this stuff directly into it. it's It's almost like you're making a seed putting it on the internet, and letting the seed grow into whatever it grows into.
0: That's mm. creepy.
5: <laughs> yeah. it's
0: creepy. it's creepy. You know, no
5: human is involved in the hmm. learning process. The AI does that all by itself, which is why you have to do it so many times, and it messes it up 99% of the time. But eventually it accidentally gets it right, and then you have an AI.
0: Oh, I just had a brilliant idea. We should, we should copyright it right now. Ambulatory drones. Go to a crash scene or something, and the drones come down and fix the person. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> before, any, before they have to go to the
4: hospital, we're going to, need to get rid of them. the uh, life flight uh, jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. The only problem they with that is. we could
3: clear traffic fast, that would be great Ooh. in LA. Oh, no. yeah. It sure See, would. put this down. We yeah. got to write this Drones down. Drones that just
5: disassemble <laughs> crashed cars yeah. on
4: spot. Exactly. How and about in 10 years, people- when we're having
3: this conversation, it's going to be crazy. It'll be like, it all came true.
4: How about you teach people to pull the hell over? to the side when they see sirens.
3: Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be today, nice?
4: To this day, it's just like, man, well, I'm just going to keep going and sirens coming.
3: Oh. Uh, LA, you have to because you're, in, you're blocking traffic. So everyone does pull over. That's probably like the really? one rule wow. everyone in LA follows.
1: Yeah. They don't follow pulling over if you have an accident. That's the other thing. They, you're supposed to pull over to the curb if you have an accident and they'll recreate it or whatnot. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, oh well, you know well. the 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 cable channel I'm going to start watching is HBO Max. HBO Max has a new show coming out. It's it's Naked uh, Dating Game. Naked.
2: naked Dating Game. Oh
1: my mm, God! Naked. It's going to be all older people. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Do you watch the
0: Kardashians yeah, too?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> I, it, but the Naked Dating Game, where they where there will be I don't know. I I'm sure that they'll spin it with all genders and all all mixes and things like that but they're going to put uh, uh five choices in uh, like lucite boxes or something that's what the uh-huh. the vin and they're going to be naked and they're going to have certain parts of their body covered up and then we're going to have the other person who's going to choose their date choose their date i will go through and they will critic criticize all these oh, people so it's the howard stern uh, show are, are, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> mm-hmm. so they're going to criticize all these people you know and uh you know, hopefully they'll say something like, oh, you should have had uh, this kind of surgery to make that look better uh. or this look better. Anyhow, so they, they, and then then they get down to – and as they criticize these people, parts are going to be revealed. So you're going to have this full, this full frontal nudity, blah, 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 blah. And then the person that's choosing, the person that's choosing, will then have – when they get down to two, will take their clothes off. And then the two remaining people will criti- criticize them. And then somehow they get to some sort of a clean union, and then they go on a date. So – That's HBO magazine. Was this a German
0: show? It sounds like something that would have started in Germany, doesn't it?
1: So I don't know. Or Sweden. And is this going to be? Is this going to be the uh, last digitization of uh, Naked and Afraid? Are they going to act those people being naked rather than digitize anything that's that's oh forbidden to see?
0: That was that show Naked and Afraid. Didn't that start because of the last writer's strike? That kind of reality stuff? It's
5: probably around then, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, no, not Naked and Afraid. The last rider strike is when all reality TV was created.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's And that was what I'm the saying.
5: first show was Survivor. Let's see,
1: Naked yeah.
3: and, that and Afraid was started. Survivor was 2000, going way back before the rider strike. Oh,
5: Naked and Afraid was 2013, so.
0: When was the last
3: writer's strike? Oh, 7 8 Yeah, oh,
5: okay. it was a while.
3: Well, yeah. reality shows became very popular. And they sure did. They were the go-to during the strike. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because even though reality shows have become sort of the go-to for this fall season, uh, there hasn't been a lot of production going on in terms of reality. I know a lot of my friends who are reality show producers said budgets were just cut, and I had five projects ready to go, and they only pulled the trigger on one. Oh.
4: You know, I have we, a question good. about um, the—OK, the, the, okay, so with the WGA strike uh, settled— with Saturday Night Live, I tried to read an article, I think it was Hollywood Reporter, a deadline this morning, and I just could not make sense of it. So the writers can go back to work on Saturday Night Live, but isn't that, since it's on TV, a scripted show, so therefore all the actors... They were talking about, well, we're going to bring it back. Well, how are you going to bring it back if all the actors are, un, are you know SAG members? It, it just didn't seem like... Oh, yeah. I know know what
3: you're talking about. Okay, so the writers will be able to go back to work probably, I'm going to say, in about a week or two um, once the contract is voted on and ratified. So today, the the National Board of Writers Guild will uh, vote on it and then... Next week, the membership will vote on it. Or later this week, the membership will vote on it. Saturday Night Live is under a network code contract. Same code Mm -hmm. contract that Dancing with the Stars is under. So it is not a theatrical contract. Theatrical contract is what we are striking. The network code contract doesn't come up for negotiations until next year. So Saturday Night Live is allowed to run. So once the writers go back to work, then Mm -hmm. the actors will be able to go back to work
4: on that show. But will they, though?
3: Uh, yes, they have to. They are legally bound. Mm. So there is a no strike clause in the network code contract. That is why everyone got into a lot of controversy at Dancing with the Stars. They're like, why are you crossing the WGA picket line? And SAG said, if you do not honor this contract that you have already signed, you will be in breach of contract and you will get sued.
2: Ooh. Yep. It's a little harsh. Fine. Same
3: thing with Saturday Night Live. They will have to show up.
4: I hope they're, <laughs> then they, they, they've taken the time to find out how to be
2: funny. You got that right. That show's not been funny in about 40 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that show's terrible.
0: Yeah, just a lot of mugging for the camera. Yeah, a lot of mugging. Preciousness. Very true. Yeah.
3: I don't know anyone who really watches it. I watch no. certain no. clips because there's always one sketch each week that sort of kind of hits the the pop culture zeitgeist, and the rest of it's kind of forgettable. And I I really think that that's what they keep running on. They're running on that, like, one viral video each week. Oh, uh,
4: and they're overdoing it with the politics. Jesus. Oh, are they really? They, they, it's for, I don't know, it seems like decades now that they've been overdoing it. But. They've
3: lightened up the last couple of years, honestly, but yeah. I think where we're going into a presidential year, election year, we're going to see them lean into it again.
4: With no Alec Baldwin as, as Donald Trump. They've got a different person.
3: Yep.
2: Oh, do they now? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, Alec is kind of persona non grata. So. I
2: wonder why. Gee, oh. he acts like
3: he doesn't anything. act
4: like it though. I mean, no. he still inserts himself in, the, in himself in the conversations, and
3: I, he feels like nothing to see here. <laughs> I mean, they're going forward. They finished up the movie, and it will be released at some point. I, I don't know who wants to go see Rust, but
2: no, not me.
4: Not and the documentary actually. on the making of it. I mean, this guy just leave it. Just again, it's just going to go away quietly anyway. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of, I don't know, uh, interest because in the in media as far as coverage of it and et cetera. But I mean, who you're going to be pretty morbid sense of curiosity? If you want to go see that movie because obviously they're not going to include that scene. Oh, there's no, is the scene and, where he's not the photographer, the cinematographer. I mean, just.
3: And Helena Hutchins' husband is now an executive producer on the movie, so he now has a financial stake in the success of the film.
2: Which, let's be
4: honest, I I don't know if there would have been any financial success, theatrically, anyway.
3: Video on demand, maybe. I mean, but I don't even know how huge that's going to be to begin with.
2: Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find
0: Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com.
2: Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw and Bryant.
4: I have a series, uh, not a series, a movie, a documentary, today. I mean, today, Tommy and Catherine, I know you will want to see this 100% guaranteed. Uh-huh. Liar.
0: Well, <laughs> have you met
2: Tommy? The Tom?
4: saint of second chances, a documentary on Mike Vec.
2: Oh, I would love to see that. You're absolutely oh, right. Oh, my I God. I would I'd love Incredible. to see it. Incredible.
4: Incredible. And you know, it goes into his history with his father, Bill Vec. The interesting thing about it was it's like I'm sitting there watching, and it, it's like they reenact the younger Mike Veck. And it's like, geez, he looks like Charlie Day. Well, it is Charlie Day from All this night. He plays Mike Veck and Mike Veck reenacts uh, his father. <laughs> so he's Bill Vec. So, I mean, it's very funny, but obviously very emotional because they do cover the heartache, uh, you know, with the loss of his daughter, et cetera. So it's it's a tough film to watch at times, obviously, but ultimately, you know, inspirational because that guy. Talk about Persona Non Grata after the disco night uh, demolition, disco demolition night in Chica- in Chicago in, what, 79? God, that where was where a long time He thought his ago. life and career were over, and uh, that... You know, eventually led to him uh, being at least, was he part owner of the Saints? I mean, to me, he's the face of the Saints. Yeah, yeah,
2: he was part owner. Yep. He so I don't Murray. know
4: if this would be interesting to, you know, more people outside of Minnesota, but certainly it is to me. I mean, my God, what an incredible documentary this is. About an hour and a half. I think it's an hour 34 minutes or so.
2: You remember Charlie Vec, his father?
4: You mean Bill Vec?
2: No, oh, did I say you Charlie Vec? Yeah, Bill Vec.
4: Yeah, yeah, the owner of the the White Sox. The white, oh, yeah, Bill Vick. Oh, yeah, sure I, I do. I do, and I remember the the whole thing with the shorts, playing baseball with the yes, shorts. Yes, yes, absolutely. And he pointed that out and how, you know, sliding is a big part of the game, and imagine the road rashes they got <laughs> sliding with the shorts on. Is
2: he the one, is Bill Vek the one who sent the the uh, small person up to the plate? Yes. I thought yes. it was him. Did you guys ever hear this story? Oh, no. Man. No. No. Uh, Tim, go ahead and tell him.
4: Well, he hes he sent a little person up to bat. Um, and, you know, you gotta remember, I mean, he was doing these stunts, and this is he professional was. baseball, major league baseball. And I don't know if it was for the White Sox, it was because he was involved with a bunch of other teams yeah, too. He was, yep. Um, but the other manager or owners of Major League Baseball, you know, all highfalutins, they weren't big fans of Bill Veck because he did crazy things. At games to entertain the phone. It was much, as much an entertainment spectacle as it was a game. And one of the things was sending uh, a, a little person up to bat. Um, in a way, Mike Vick did the same sort of thing. And I wasn't aware of this. At one point, he did sign a man who was born without legs, who was very athletic. I mean, you're talking multi-sport sort of things. And this happened around the time Daryl Strawberry was part
2: Oh, uh, the St. Saint Paul Saints. Yeah. Right. Right.
4: And Strawberry is on fire. Maybe I shouldn't tell you this is kind of a spoiler, but he, he was he hit three uh, home runs in a row. He had a chance to do number four. But Strawberry said, no, no, send I forget the guy's name, Bill up to bat instead. So he got his chance, you know, at hitting in a professional baseball game. Um, in a way, they said that they compared it to the whole thing that Bill did with sending the little person up to bat. But it's just such of a. It, it's an you know obviously it's entertaining, it's funny, but it really is inspirational. You know they call him the saint of second chances because he got a second chance himself. But obviously he gave Daryl Strawberry a second chance. I mean the movie is yeah about that. And and then like I say, heartbreaking too. You know with the story of his daughter. But uh, I know that it was something that. Being that uh, Mike had a special night for Catherine, I remember.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she was a princess. I was. No doubt about it.
4: Right. <laughs> right. Well, I know that you're going to love this documentary. Oh, it's I'm telling just you. Wonderful. Did they touch on any connection with Bill Murray? Just very little. Very little. I thought it was going to be a bigger part of it, but I'm thinking also, it's like, well, let's just not let, you know, if we do too much, it's going to be more about Bill Murray. Um, the guy who was the co-director, Morgan Neville, has won Oscars, at least huh. one, I know, for 20 Feet from Stardom. So he's an excellent oh. documentary That's filmmaker. a
3: great documentary, too. Oh,
4: my God, yes. So, yeah, I mean, so this thing was, I mean, spot on. So, you know, so I'm not just favoring it for the fact that it's, you know, it, about half of it is about the saints. But, um... You know, I, I also know, you know, when you go and knowing that Morgan Neville's name is attached. I think he actually did the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary. Oh yeah. Um, um, that was good. So yeah, this guy knows how to make a film. So yeah, it's it's terrific all around.
5: How about uh, Mike from Blaine says he saw No One Will Save You. It's a new movie. It just came out uh
2: three, four days ago. Is this Mike from Blaine the same Mike from Blaine? Yes it is. Mike from Blaine, 12, 13 years ago, baby. <laughs> I'm sure there are other oh, mics in it. Blaine, but yes. this one's this specific Where
3: one. Where has Mike from Blaine been? Yeah. I don't know. He,
2: uh, well, he's been, been gone. When he was still in high school, his mother used to bring him into the studio. Remember that? Yeah, a yes. couple times. A couple times, yeah. That's great. I, I hope Mike from Blaine is the same one. But good, good kid. This. Uh,
5: Movie No One Will Save You. It's 93 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's on and it, Hulu. Ha- it has one line of dialogue. Oh, okay. One line of dialogue? Apparently, yes. Who's in it? Uh, I don't know if I've heard of any of these people. Caitlin Deaver. Caitlin Deaver is the was only. That 13...
4: yeah. what, was, what was that show she did on Netflix? Is that her?
5: Justified Last Man Standing. Uh, dope. I sick. Know She's by. done all Last Man sorts of standing. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she was on Last Man Standing for 10 years.
3: Yeah, I know Caitlin from that.
4: So there uh, you go. She was in Dear Evan Hansen, the film. She's been Booked in a bunch art. of stuff. Hmm. Yeah.
5: Well,
4: there you go. Well, one line of dialogue. No, that. I have not seen it, but sounds, it is on Hulu, so I'll have to check it out. But sounds one tedious. One line of dialogue.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I wonder tedious. how he said, uh, let's see. Nice. <laughs> he said it was good, but oh. the ending didn't make sense. But how could That's it, a lot if of
2: films these days. Yeah, <laughs> you got that. That's absolutely that's right. The, yeah. A
5: lot of endings are seriously like it feels like that's they made it. the movie and then were like, I don't know how to end this, so I'm just going to shoot it. whatever the hell I feel like and yeah, paste it on there. It
4: does seem to be how the fad. Did the go ahead? How did they get the go-ahead? How did they get the green light, though, without an ending? I just don't, I don't get it.
5: I don't know. I don't think the ending is important to people anymore. Keep it's the journey, guessing. not the destination. But yeah. That's part of the story arc. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yes, it is. But well, it was. I don't know. There's a lot of that, though. It's like a lot of even the most like classic sci-fi novellas, they all had just garbage endings. They just kind of came out of nowhere.
0: Well, so
5: it's not a new thing, I don't
2: think.
0: Sets it up for prequels and sequels and everything else, I guess.
2: I guess so. I suppose so. so. don't have an ending. You know, Catherine, I just got to point out to you that uh, Kristen Burt destroyed one of our stories this morning.
0: What? What
3: did you do about, now, Kristen? I was
2: asking about season two of Fisk and she just <gasps> burned me to the ground. Why?
3: It was, no, it's just currently not available in the U.S. Why? even on video on demand and I said Why? you could go and get a VPN <laughs> which may be not legal but uh, you could do that. Oh. Okay.
0: It's a great series.
3: It is a
2: great series but yeah. we want season it's just two. It's currently
0: not available here.
2: It was on ABC, nice. I guess, like in 2021, something like that.
0: Yeah, we've been watching a, quite a few uh, shows from... Well, we've got this one from New Zealand. No, it's tra- Tasmania. Tasmania. Tasmania.
2: It's from Tasmania, exactly. Which
0: I didn't even know was really a place.
5: Yeah, it's a small island off of uh, mm-hmm. southern Australia.
0: Yeah, well, there's this show called Deadlock that's, that was filmed... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've
4: seen a few episodes <laughs> of oh that. Oh, my that's God. Great.
0: There's this one character... <laughs> She is something else. She she makes the whole show, in my opinion. Oh,
2: I agree with you. She's phenomenal. She says the f bomb about fifty times per episode.
0: In one
4: sentence. Other unmentionables. And other unmentionables.
0: In <laughs> unment, one yes. sentence.
2: The c word she brings up all the time. Oh, the stuff they call each other. What? You're
0: like, what did they just say? It's, yeah, it's 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 not just that. The writing is great because normally, you know, it's sort of a detective sort of kind of show. <laughs> And normally you can see where things are going and this show I, the writing's great because you really have no idea what they're, what's going to oh, happen you have
2: no, she literally on one of the episodes walks up to a guy to interrogate him and he goes, you know, you effing fools with your effing this and your effing that. And then you eff that up, and if you eff this up, I'm gonna eff you up. <laughs> good she's, God! No. Settled down. Like she's
0: from Jersey.
2: It's, <laughs>
0: exactly. It, she's she's just really good at that show. She yeah, is this character really good. she 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 gets sent to te- to deadlock. She was in a bigger city somewhere, and um, it turns out that she was sent. Because of something bad that she did. Yes. And so she doesn't have she has no money. she has no clothes because she thought she was going to be there for a few days and yes. she ends up staying for months upon months and she starts going into a camping store <laughs> and just wearing <laughs> random camping outfits.. All over the
2: place. It's a great show. Like,
0: she is just hilarious. She's a great character.
2: That whole show is really good.
0: It is. It's very good. And it's yeah, It's about kind of like a colonizing of deadlock of from lesbians. Yeah,
2: well, there's a lot about lesbians on there. It's yeah, just, a lot about lesbians. It's
0: a great show. The writing's fantastic. It is. I really,
2: love it. It's really, good. What yeah. You guys, the, the two of you there, you got anything coming out in the future that you, you're looking forward to?
4: Well, we were talking about AI. Right. Um, the creator, yep. which I have not seen yet, is coming out, and that is... Sounds like a Terminator ripoff at the beginning because the uh, Third World War was started by AI run amok. It's totally Terminator. It's Rise of the Machines. Okay. And in this particular case, um, Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, who is a terrific actor, um, he is playing the protector of the being that is the key to obliterating all
0: is that the little kid with the weird
4: yes, with half a,
0: with a half of a machine head.
4: Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. you know, the, again, trailers, I mean, they can be pretty persuasive. Um, you know, again, uh, judging talent, you know, it's, it, it, it's some, it got my attention, you know, I know that I'm getting good acting going in. You know, you, it's a familiar theme, but what are they going to do with it? Can they actually do something different with it? I'll find out. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, and and let's be honest. I mean, the AI thing, it's more relevant than it's ever been. I mean, you know, that was at the center of Mission Impossible. It was at the center of the Gal Gadot. I don't know if you'd call it a... I don't know how it did on Netflix, uh, Heart of Stone, you know, where... AI can destroy the world. You know, the, the, the end game always seems the same. But what happens between A and B? Can it actually have an end? Or a and Z? Can it have an ending, Andy? I'm going to find that out.
5: Yeah, let's see. And is it, is
1: it there? Are they just floating a new franchise?
4: Well, I think that's the hope of every movie, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Everything has <laughs> to know? be a
5: universe yeah. now.
3: But it yeah. doesn't
4: work anymore.
3: We talked about that in the yep. morning show today. Just Hollywood this is a total reset after this strike. Yeah. I think people are sick of it.
4: Yeah. God, I hope so. I mean, you're talking about getting rid of franchises and sequels or in what way do you think it'll be a reset?
3: I think there will be less. I Mm -hmm. I think if you saw what happened at the box office this summer, people were not interested in Indiana Jones or Mission Impossible. We went to Barbie. We went to Oppenheimer. We went to Sound of Freedom. And I think that that is, um, if that's not a wake up call for studio executives, I don't know what is. And it's going to take a while too with this reset because we already know that the calendar is set for a lot of even like Disney films, Marvel films through what, 2026, sometimes even further out than that, 2030. Yeah. But um, they're going to have to get their act together after this strike because besides the streaming bubble popping, the absolute movie theater situation is pretty dire. People want event films. People want to go out and get dressed up for Barbie and hang out with their girlfriends and then do drinks, take pictures in the lobby. This is what people are looking for, and we're going to see it again, mark my words, October 13th, when Taylor Swift's Eras mm-hmm. movie comes out.
4: Which is going to be getting worldwide distribution now, uh, which is pretty amazing. countries. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, talking about uh, Sound of Freedom, that did. I think I might have mentioned it on this show before, or certainly the morning show, but that did domestically more business than Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones. Actually, Indiana Jones domestically had a higher gross than Mission Impossible. So that yeah. must have been a huge punch in the gut for Tom Cruise, yeah. even though the movie made you know money overseas, et cetera. So, but talking about those uh, sequels or franchises or whatever, you know it's bad when Expendables 4 makes $8.3 million and is beat out by The Nun 2. Wow. made 8.4 million Ooh. to top the charts. Wow. 8.4 was your highest grossing that's movie terrible. over the weekend. That's terrible. And that's, that's terrible. that is the lowest of the low. It's crazy.
3: I- I'll just throw this out there and um I my friend wrote Expendables 4. Uh Tad Daggerheart and this was his first big film. Oh. And you know, cr- you know, honestly, it's it got terrible reviews. It didn't do great at the box office, but it you know had this been, this movie come out, let's say pre-pandemic, this would have been critic-proof. The critics could have just said, this is terrible, we don't like it. But the audiences would have shown up. And because tastes have changed over the last four or five years, we've really seen that. Then add a strike to it where you have Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone. They can't promote it, so no one's mm-hmm. going to be aware of it. Right. And then... um you know, my friend missed out on his first big red carpet premiere and all, you know, all the hoopla and things like that. Oh. And literally, the they reach a tentative agreement with the writer's strike on Sunday after that first weekend oh, of his yeah. film. I was like, he bad, had so tiny. many things stacked up against him. I really feel bad for him. Yeah. Well,
4: you, you tell your friend for me, I did like the fact that, and there's a reason for it, which I will not spoil. I don't know if you've seen the film, Kristen, but... Um, Stallone isn't in it as much as I thought he would be. And I thought that was very daring a move and very creative. And I love the way that... I I just love what he did with the character. I love what he did with with, uh, Barney Ross this time. Um, So, yeah, but again, I think a big problem with that movie was the last Expendables was 2014. So audiences' memories, they fade fast, apparently. I mean, when you have it... You have that big of a gap between sequels. That doesn't do a film any favors, I don't think.
3: Mm-mm. And then you have all these economic factors and audiences' taste changing. I mean, there's there was a strike. <clears throat> there really was so many things stacked up against him. Uh,
1: and there's that generation over nine years. It's a different generation really kind right. of going to the movies. I mean, it's more that uh, the age group has moved on. They have families now. I mean, so it's just a different, they don't have as much time. They may be going to different movies. I mean, there's a
4: lot of reasons for that. So. And they're happy to watch a movie on their phones. I know. You know it's yep. just, it's too bad. But I mean, you know, this isn't to knock the Expendables, even the Nun too. I mean, the Nun has done quite well. And it's a lower budgeted movie. But I mean, Equalizer 3, which I thought was terrific. You know, the I don't think that's done as much business as they thought it would. It's it Denzel really Washington.
3: Bad. Yeah. yeah, it's,
4: ends I mean, he, he's as terrific as he's ever been. I mean, this is a great role for him. I've loved all of the Equalizer movies, and this one is just as great as the first two. And it just, it might have been number one. The weekend came, I think, gross 30 million or something like that, but it, it dropped fast and it, it stayed down run. there. It seems like people, you're either going to get your audience the first week it's out or forget about it. Now, the Nun is an exception. And I think the timing for that was great because obviously it's a horror-themed fall-slash-Halloween-season type of movie, whereas Haunted Mansion would have been much better off opening in the fall, mm-hmm. as opposed to the summer, because that bombed. So timing is everything, too. But I don't think... I, Generally, thought of September at least the beginning of it as a bad time to open a movie because you got too much going on. You got kids going back to school, yeah. you sports got all, all
0: the sports, time. Football, yep. yeah. Yep. All I the mean, time. it
4: just you know, and with the NFL, you know, they're trying to elbow things out the side a little bit. I think there's actually going to be a Friday night game on the calendar sometime oh. this year. So they're trying to own the entire weekend. You know, and certainly by the end of the year they do. Certainly they have the Saturday and Sunday games. You have your Monday night games. You have your Thursday night games. So, yeah, people are choosing to sit home and watch something. By far the biggest professional sport out there,
2: you know, for free. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. thats five two nine you You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy Tom sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. No, what sport we talk football? What's that? I don't we don't have any teams here, do we? Yeah, college yeah. or you know or what? Professional?
4: I'll make a confession. I didn't watch the first two games. I was busy doing stuff. Um, you know, uh, I'd rather spend time anything. with my youngest daughter, who's off to school now, instead of watching these fools, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did actually watch about half of this last game. And it's like, you know, they, they defeat themselves. They The scores should say Vikings uh, this score and Vikings this score. They beat themselves every single week.
2: They do. You're right. And the, the, the Gophers are just as bad.
4: Yeah. I didn't find out that yesterday morning, uh, you know, when Bob and I were doing our podcast, that they blew a twenty-one point lead.
0: Twenty-one point lead. Yep, that's tragic. That's
4: the Minnesota
2: sports for you, right there. This might be going
4: against the grain, but am I alone in thinking is this PJ Fleck guy overrated or what? He sucks. He's never been any
2: good. I don't know. Row the boat. Blow
0: people seem to just love him.
4: Well, I Why? love the motivational stuff, and the guy's been through some serious personal stuff that makes your yeah. heart ache. But, you know, when it comes to football, I mean, you got to deliver, man. Yep. You just, you know. It,
3: you got to deliver well, Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She wants to talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. I
3: don't because I, I don't care about football, and I'm not a Swifty, but I was like, what a way to get people watching your game.
2: Right. So what was so she was at the at the Kansas City game because she's a buddy of Kelsey What's his face?
0: Are they at Kelsey?
2: They're an item, right?
0: Aren't they? They're dating. Yeah.
2: Oh, they are. Mm -hmm. Oh Oh,
0: yeah.
4: So what did I miss it? Was she in the stands? Did she sing? She was
3: in in Travis Kelsey's family suite and sitting next to his mother. And his mother Uh is her own pop culture icon after both of her sons played in the Super Bowl last year. So
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: So is she going to write a song that talks shit about Cal- Travis Kelsey eventually? If Wednesday break up,
3: it'll, we will have the I Travis bet. Kelsey album <laughs> within the next
4: two years. You, that, yeah, that might be a love fest, but eventually there's going to be Travis was an a-hole song coming. Yeah. Doesn't she do that sort of thing? Yeah. But see,
3: also... There's the other elements that I mentioned this morning, Tom, which was the Brittany Mahomes thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are already starting a rivalry between two women who I don't even think have met in person yet. But (sighs) Brittany Mahomes loves the spotlight. So, like, let's start a girl fight.
0: It's
1: it is it it's the best thing it's the best of professional wrestling being injected into professional football <laughs>
3: yep exactly
0: it,
1: it is that that whole system that they've taken a page right out of that book i think it's the greatest thing in the world because people love to see that stuff and, and the nfl is in the news 365 days a year there's yeah, always there some is. someone getting arrested someone get, you know someone beating up on someone someone talking trash about someone you know, on and on and on.
0: Someone driving 120 tired in a Ferrari on 494.
4: Yeah, I think it was 140.
0: 140,
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm getting tired of the big contract guys not delivering because, you know, you think about that Aaron And I I think Aaron Rodgers is a stand-up guy. I think he's done good for things for people off the field, etc. But when you consider this year, he was paid guaranteed money and, and it was boiled down to like, Nine million dollars per snap, and he took four snaps before he tore his Achilles, uh. so he made 36 million dollars on four plays. Uh, doesn't anybody think that's a little egregious? Just a little,
2: yeah. Just, just, he's probably never coming back. Look like at ticket prices
4: 35 million dollars. I mean, yeah, well, oh, he's got great statistics, but do you win? You can say the same thing. doesn't thi- win.
1: You can say the same thing about Taylor Swift. Yeah. We pay our entertainers an extreme amount yes, of money. Yes, so we do. You know? And you know, she's can, you,
3: delivering. She's making. That's every, what I was going to
4: say. You, you said that. She delivers.
3: She made a huge impact in local economies wherever she showed up for a concert this summer. But I will say that we have seen a lot of big $100 million contracts canceled by God. Netflix and HBO and things like that in the wake of the strike. If you're not delivering, they're canceling so it's happening in Hollywood.
4: Well, yeah. is that something we're going to see end with the huge amount of money that they pay for films because I don't know how you make that up in subscriptions. I just don't. But right? they're talking about I think the Red Notice film was a couple hundred million dollars. So you pay, you know, then I had the Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Oh. But
0: you're strobing a Tim's lot. Tim, It might
4: not be so good. Yeah. And so I'm... But the burst... Tim. Yeah, Tim, That's not working. You, got a,
5: you Tim, got a computer glitch. Your the connection ball. is very bad.
0: Uh, well, I'll, I'll continue
3: to just finish this sentence, but we are going to see a lot of those um, big deals. Netflix can't afford it. Um, HBO can't afford it, which is Warner Brothers. Uh, they're just not sustainable models, and that's why we're seeing this entire streaming bubble completely burst and remember they're relying upon all of us to subscribe and I, I don't know about you but in our household we're like okay we're here for two months for this show and then we drop out and then we come back you know maybe a year later we're not consistent year-round subscribers to every single network that's out there oh
0: yeah we just went no. through uh, all kinds of of icons on our roku and yep. it's like oh what this is a automatic renewal yeah. what yeah,
5: everything is get rid of it get we rid have of like it, get rid two of, it. of them i think
0: well i wish i was saying the other we were looking for a show and it's like which, well, which one's it on I'm, i just wish that there was just like hulu everything's on hulu i know yeah, you know exactly. just have everything I, all of this everybody having their own streaming service is exhausting you
5: Not know every network wants their own their own piece
0: i know but they i think that they could somehow centralize it and still make money they
5: could but they won't we need a tv we're guide. hearing
0: that there will be
3: mergers in the coming years Good. of a couple of the networks because they're not going to be able to sustain themselves no. as individual streaming networks mm-hmm. so no, especially at like some you said point you want to watch money. one show
5: there's so many networks out there where it's like they've got one or two big shows that carry the entire streaming yeah. service yeah and then the rest is just stuff that people don't really care yeah, it's about
0: like it's like having to buy the album instead of the single
5: yeah, it's exactly yeah, like it that. It really
0: is. It's just not It's a stupid model. Yeah, Except don't.
5: albums don't cost you $20 a month. So
0: I was going to say our um, son-in-law, Dan, went to Dave Chappelle and regular tickets were going for over 200 bucks. I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. it's gotten ridiculous.
5: What?
3: Well, and if you really want good seats like I'm and I'm talking about like just your average orchestra seat, I'm not talking about front row, I'm not talking about VIP Things are
0: easily running 500 and above for a good seat. it's it's true i just i don't know and and with the economy the way it is and people having less and less money to spend on things i don't know how sustainable this is i mean i know somebody might say hey i haven't gone out in a really long time you know yes i really want to see dave Chappelle. and for a couple it's over four hundred dollars and probably five hundred with fees and all the other stuff with Ticketmaster. It it's just that's a lot of money to people that's like the grocery bill for a few weeks. It, it just seems like a lot. Well, and think like about it, lot. too. People aren't
3: going to the movie theater regularly
0: anymore, and no. that
3: is a substantially less cost. It's expensive. I get it. But, you know, for a couple that might have kids and has to have a babysitter, it's over $100 yeah. plus, you know, a night. But yep. if they're not going to the movie theaters, they're not going to be going to every single concert and touring company and Broadway show that, that comes their way no. either.
0: No, it's just it's gotten, it's gotten obscene, really. It has.
1: So a bit, we're back to the same thing. We pay our entertainers mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're paying our entertainers too much.
2: You know, it's at some point, You know, well, what's enough?
0: I guess it won't change until people start not buying tickets.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. I can throw this in that I was watching TV last night and there was a Johnny Carson episode on. I went, oh, I haven't seen Johnny in a while. So I tuned in to watch the Johnny Carson show. And he's doing his opening monologue, and he's complaining about how expensive everything is. Can you believe how expensive everything is? My goodness, I mean, everything just so expensive now. I went to the gas station on the way into the show tonight. Gas is up to 53 cents a gallon. (laughs) 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 And he was complaining about it. I mean, it's like 53 cents a yeah, gallon. Yeah, that
0: dollar-a-gallon dollar, dollar a gallon hike that we just had in Minnesota, <laughs> yeah, is, was that sure nationwide did. or was that just because of a new tax that went in? Oh, well,
2: Minnesota. We had
0: it. it. It went up here in Los Angeles, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All
5: of a sudden, it just, like, shot up a dollar. I'm like, what the
2: hell's going on? I
3: know. Yeah, yeah with no warning.
2: Mm-hmm oh god let's
0: i love my little hybrid car i get like 38 miles i know to the i was gas. like i'm
3: driving my prius until the day it
0: dies i know me too
5: <laughs> i don't have a hybrid i get like 35. do you really yeah yeah, My some. little Nissan Kicks, extremely efficient.
0: Wow, that's really good. <laughs> and there's
5: some that do 60,
0: 50, I think 60. that if yeah. I wasn't such a lead foot, I'd probably be in the 40s. Lead
5: just...
2: <laughs> foot? What do you
5: mean? Not you.
0: Well, you know.
5: Well, I also, yeah, I drive just, I basically drive one speed down a very long single yeah, and road I'm doing the city entire driving, way. which yeah. is
0: worse gas mileage.
5: I just turn on the, um, the cruise variable control. cruise control and basically wait till I get to work.
3: Yeah. I've never used my cruise control in LA. No, <laughs> there's no, no I, point in it. I would never it's use it outside
5: unstop. of a highway. Unless you're capable of going, like, you know, one speed for a very long time, cruise control doesn't have any real well, purpose. in LA, you're
0: just constantly in traffic. It's all start and stop. Yep.
5: There's
0: really no point in cruise control.
2: It is.
5: Looks true. like Tim's back, but it doesn't look like it's working so great still.
0: Yeah, he looks frozen. You're frozen still, Tim.
5: Yeah, he's frozen. You're really
0: glitchy, and
5: yeah, it's connection doesn't
2: look so hot. Yeah. Is it? What can we do about that? Well, he it was great, and then all of a sudden it just
3: went. Are you hardwired in, Tim? I hardwired just to always avoid the glitch. Oh, yep. it's but gonna if, reboot.
5: Gone. Yeah, I would reboot.
1: Although but we get, only have a few minutes. But yeah. if you get out, well, if you get out too far. I mean, those wires can get kind of. Between here and there, your cloud wires can get kind of goofy.
3: Don't you have to worry
0: about your kitties eating your... Eating the wires from your computer. Yeah, there
3: you go. <laughs> chomp, chomp. London. Sometimes she's not here right now, but sometimes she'll sit in the lap and eat on my microphone wires. Yeah. I, watch. I know. The
0: cats like, love. Cats love computer wires. Hobbs only know. ever
5: <laughs> liked a specific kind of apple. apple wire. wires. Apple
0: wires were delicious. Really? they had this sort of
5: know. this soft rubber that yeah. they coated the wires in. Yeah. And he just loved that stuff. He didn't chew on any other wires. He
0: used to come over to my printer paper, too, and put little punctures.
5: Just chew on the corners.
0: On the the corner. I was like, why?
5: Why do you do this?
0: Stop. I had an open office. I didn't have a, I couldn't close the door. So, he, yeah, there's several times where I went to get on the computer and, oh. Mhm. He fried the cord again.
5: Yep. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> Nora has yet to chew a cord. Hopefully she doesn't start.
0: Well, so far she's like the world's most perfect kitty. She is. Mhm.
5: Melissa was just talking about that. She's like I mean, well, Ethan is like 30 something pounds now. He'll just sit right on her.
0: On a tiny little cat. And and she's She just doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't yell oh, that's or anything. Sweet.
3: Yeah. yeah she's very, really very good. Sweet.
2: She's like weirdly accepting of everything. All right, so we got five minutes left in the show, so let's go around the room. We'll start with Kristen Burt. Anything new? We each got a minute. Anything you new in business you want to talk about for a minute?
3: Oh, well, we were talking NFL. I think we should just say we do have the official NFL halftime show. It is Usher. Yeah. Does that excite anybody? No.
2: I don't even know who that is. You do, too. No, I don't. I, if you
0: heard his songs, you, you, would, you
3: would know Is it don't.
2: rap music?
0: Yeah, but it's not R&B. It's, oh, it's R&B. it's R&B. I would like R&B. But it's, it's, I love r But he's he's good. I think you. I'm sure you, you know some of his songs.
1: Yeah. that's Vegas connection. I mean, he has this, He's he's been working in Vegas and doing things. Oh, so okay. it's an obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, and wasn't it supposed to be Lizzo.
3: It wasn't supposed to be Lizzo. The rumor was that it was going to be a reunion with InSync and also a reunion with Destiny's Child. So when they announced pressure huh. over the weekend, people were like, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, it was a total one eighty
0: difference. Just... There was just some sort of little clip about in sync on something. I don't even know why I would have seen that, that they were all back together. They, they were showing them as youngsters. Is there some sort of reunion uh, show or
3: something going yeah, on? Yeah, they were at the MTV VMAs um, oh. and just presenting together. Oh. I think it was supposed to just be Justin Timberlake, but he's a little controversial by himself. So he needs like his buddies around him to sort of soften his image. That's why I think a lot of people believe that he's finally going to say, OK, I'll do an in sync reunion. Why is he coming? controversial
5: yeah I don't know anything about that
3: uh, so I mean you start off with the wardrobe malfunction with Janet Jackson with Justin Timberlake Mel so that, that's function. the foundation and then you build <laughs> on that with Britney Spears he dated her for a long time and
0: oh, I completely didn't even
1: know like I would, didn't either <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they he completely sold her out saying like I took her virginity and like oh, gave a lot oh, of details.
0: Gross.
3: Which got revisited oh. when the Britney Spears documentary came out right before um her conservatorship uh, ended. So there was that. Then he was cheating on his wife. Not even allegedly, he was caught on video uh, holding hands with his co-star out in a drunken night and then we find out after all of this like maybe a month later that his wife was at home pregnant
0: oh, oh. okay so he's a douchebag not a great guy okay.
3: yeah and i think a lot of people also think that he's co-opted off of a lot of black music and not given them credit for it so mm-hmm. there's
1: that too. and they should have the the same opening act they had when they uh, originally appeared the first time one of the first time appearances at uh at uh, oh in uh, in Pasadena at the big uh, Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl and the opening act for them for them then was pink
0: oh that's Ooh. right yeah. huh. that's a good opening
3: act yeah well, I went that and saw a...
0: Justin Timberlake with Alex, and it was really an it was an underwhelming show. It was good, it wasn't great.
2: Did she say what you guys' favorite foot? What you
0: guys' favorite foot? (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'll never forget how (laughs) he stared.
3: Like favorite foot.
2: (laughs) Favorite foot, yeah, exactly. What's your favorite foot?
0: foot? My right one. That's so funny.
2: Yes, I really like my right foot. Okay, anybody else have something else new to watch, something like that? Uh, I I said you
1: got to watch this naked dating game.
5: Okay. One of our listeners said said that's uh, actually been out for several years. Oh, it has? This is a new one. What? They said it was a BBC
2: How show. How did I miss oh, it? 1. Oh, now it's on HBO. 1. BBC, that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so they sit around in the nude and mm-hmm. pick dates. Yeah, and they, they pick at each so. other's each other phys- apart.
1: physical physical attributes, and I'm sure they talk to them talk to them and they speak to them about their answer. I mean, they, I'm sure it's it's a very demeaning kind of a miserable. Game that's so many people enjoy. We're
2: all looking forward
1: Sounds
2: to. i hard
5: I honestly <laughs> wonder if we're going to be going back to like, I'll marry whichever man whose family owns the most goats kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we have might. to. We're gonna have to ditch superficiality <laughs> at some point. I would imagine.
3: Does should come with a dowry? Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
5: It'll be about you know uniting families in power, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. It's true. Well, that is going to do it for uh, yet another Tuesday episode. I learned a lot of things today, so that's good. Oh,
0: I have a quick question for Kirsten if she knows, it. Kristen. Sorry, I don't know what I said. Whatever your name um, is, Kristen. <laughs> yes. um, so we we watched this Lioness show with um, Special Nicole Ops. Special Ops Lioness, Special Lioness, Lioness with yep. uh, and um, Nicole Kidman's in it, and they're yeah. lighting her very strangely they are. and doing something with the yeah camera angles. I think she did. I think she did something to her face because when you do see it, she's got this really square jaw now. And did she?
1: Well, maybe they, did, they injected you know her. Maybe they I, injected her jaw with filler and uh, to make her look more, uh, to make her look stronger. So I don't know. I, and maybe she's just older and she. And, And they just are lighting her so she doesn't look as old. Who knows?
3: I think she's also had at least one facelift. I mean, would you say?
0: Seems
1: like it, yeah. Seems like it. Yeah, Yeah, to maintain a a certain physical appearance, yes, you you have to do that.
0: But how old is she? She's not even that old, is she? 54? Right around there.
3: She's not that old.
1: That's that's the age. In
3: Hollywood, the first facelift is coming around 45. That's right. 48 now. 45,
1: 48, and then. uh,
0: Boy, I missed the boat.
1: Yeah, and, and if you look at the person, the person, me the person both, that yeah. may have had the person that may have had the best work is, is Sharon Stone, and she looks exactly the same as she looked when she was younger.
5: You she- know what baffles me? Hmm. There was a first facelift at some point. Yeah, who would right. volunteer for that? Yeah, vo- you're right. uh, we came right. up oh, with this new yeah. with this new thing. We're going to cut off your face and we're going to stretch it and we're going to see what happens. But, and know, like, yeah, sounds good to me. The liposuction was the same way. Who was the, fir- the first person had liposuction? Died. And yeah. Ooh, it, really? So, they didn't yeah. know about all the blood. Oh, it's if, a huge. If you don't know what you're doing with liposuction, there's a lot of blood vessels yeah. in there. You well, any surgery, bleed out. Any first instantly. surgery,
1: you know, that's you know, it's, it's a it's a, yeah. it, uh, they, you know what's it's it's a, it's a
5: brave person who ate the yeah. first oyster. It's a brave person
0: exactly. who does that first yeah. there's surgery. There's always
5: a first person to do anything, and a lot that's of these right. things we take for granted. It's like you never know.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Facelifts are becoming the new Botox. I'm not kidding. They oh, are sure. becoming, People are becoming very open about them, not hiding the fact that they got one and saying I'm doing it at this age. Cause I don't want to, for myself, I'm doing it for myself, but this is how I want to look.
1: That's right. It's, it's two and a half hours or two hours, or sometimes only an hour and 45 minutes of just sorting it out.
0: Well, they're probably looking at Jane Fonda and thinking, yeah. cause every time she gets a facelift, she's like, I just bought myself 10 more years of a career. Every time I get one, I get... Demi Moore looks
3: fabulous. Sandra Sandra Bullock is another one who looks great. She's almost 60.
1: Yeah, Sandra Bullock looked kind of
5: rough for a while, though. I I remember seeing her. She looked kind of... Some of them, it's like they have a different face every six months. Yeah.
3: I I don't like the filler look. I'm not going to lie. It's like Botox, I think, is okay, but the filler gives you a weird alien...
1: Over to... to, uh, Barry Manilow. He's you know yeah. he's in Vegas. He's got these he's got these uh, howdy doody yep. cheeks.
5: Yep, bizarre cheeks. Yeah, it looks like a, cheeks, a just way too much. Yeah. yeah. What about the uh, opposite? The, not cu- not quite the opposite, but the buckle fat removal. How oh, often yeah. do you hear about that? Oh, you hear about that. I mean, yeah. when you do it, it's buckle just buckle fat. It's just it's the fat right like on you're, your cheeks. you on your cheeks. It makes you Kristen look more. R- I don't have yeah, any it, fat.
1: And it helps uh, accentuate your cheekbones, <laughs> but you know, it's a bit like the models years ago used to have their molars extracted. Oh, it's, more to in. to yeah. create a more sunken-in appearance oh. in that area to give a more sculpted look, but this was in that was in the 50s, 60s, that sort of thing. Mm. What do you chew?
5: Just like a chipmunk oh, oh. with your front teeth?
3: <laughs> You're only eating Jello anyway, so <laughs> yeah.
5: Jello and smoking Jell-O. cigarettes Salad. and uh, yeah. cocaine and Newports, keep keep
2: Jell-O. <laughs> Jello and Newports. Do you need that's molars true. for that? <laughs> All right, that's the show. We'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>